Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, animal people, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm your host, Marie Hewitt, and I am so excited because right after we get done with the show, I am heading on over to the Orange County Fairgrounds for Pet Expo, and I'm hoping to meet you all there. I have more information about that a little bit later in the show, but first let me tell you about the fabulous guests lined up for this morning. First up, we'll be chatting with Liz Davis of Pets Guide. Liz has been on our show before. She is the mastermind behind one of the best pet publications around. If you need a, need to know about any pet-related activity, service, news, PetSkype is your number one source for it. And best of all, it is absolutely free. And after our halftime break, Tamara Pittman, the founder of Dachshund Rescue of Los Angeles, will be visiting with us to talk about some of the cutest dogs ever that are in need of good homes. This and more are coming right up after a quick message from KJAZZ 88.1 FM. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewitt, and joining me now is the amazing and talented editor of Pets Guide, Liz Davis. Good morning, Liz, and welcome back to the Pet Place. It's been a long time. Oh, it has been, probably too long. It's always a pleasure to be on your show, and we really appreciate um, you making your listeners aware of our resource. Well, it is an amazing resource. I look at it all the time, and I always can't believe how much content you put into that issue each and every what it comes out with once a month or once a quarter? Well, actually, it comes out twice a year. Twice so a we, year. Yeah, oh, we okay. have a um, a winter spring, which is the one that is currently available. Okay. And we're just starting to work on our summer fall, which comes out at the end of June. Well, I seem to be on a list where I get updates then much more frequently. Is is Am I just hallucinating? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> actually, we also have something called the Scoop, and that comes yes. out quarterly. Okay. So that's, um, it's a free email that you sign up for on our site, and it just brings into your inbox a calendar of events coming up for the quarter that are all pet-friendly and all really fun. And then we also do a variety of other little articles that are just good tips and just basic information that's real useful for pet owners to know. They are very useful. And and how did you get started doing all of this? This is a big undertaking. Oh, gosh. Well, you know, we do another magazine called Kids Guide, and that is going to be 30 years old next year. And that wow. began when my kids were little, and I started putting that together. But in the back of my mind for at least the last 15 years, thought all of this could transfer over to the pet audience. I mean, instead of childcare, you have doggy daycare. Mm-hmm. There's so many resources for pet owners, and we've always been all about connecting either parents or pet parents with the resources in their community around them. So seven years ago, we started just putting together the information, and now we've grown to, gosh, we have about 30 different um, chapter headings that range from emergency resources to 
um, recreation classes you can take with your uh, pet to training, daycare, boarding. We just try to uh, be as um, comprehensive as possible. Wow. There's so much, you know, when you adopt a dog for the first time or whether you've had a dog or a cat for 15 years, you know, sometimes you, you know, you run across all kinds of scenarios and we like to be the source that people go to both in print and online for pet resource information. Absolutely. And when you get a pet, you have certain needs that you deal with at that time, but throughout the stages of your pet's life, the needs that you have, the needs that your pet has change. And so you might have all kinds of information on how to deal with a puppy, but you might not have information on how to deal with a senior dog and all the health issues. And and you have some great, great articles and and resources. And how do you find out all this information? Well, we we give a big shout-out to Pam over here. (laughs) Her job is, throughout the year, not only updating all our calendar stuff, but just Um, finding people, leaving no stone unturned. And we certainly encourage any readers to call us, tell us if we've missed something. You know, with each issue, it just kind of builds and grows, and that's what we always plan and hope to do. But, you know, especially, you mentioned senior dogs. You know, some. I mean, we have everything from massage therapists for dogs. Sometimes senior dogs just are you know, have aches and pains that a little chiropractic adjustment or a massage can help. But, you know, you're exactly right about, um, uh, you know, needs changing and wanting to keep them stimulated. And we've got all kinds of classes that you can do with your dog and trails to walk on that would be appropriate for a puppy or a senior. Wow. And how about submissions of articles? Can somebody submit an article to you, or do you have uh, in-house people who do that? No, absolutely. Um, uh, Submissions we tend to uh, put online more than usually determine an editorial for each um, of our biannual issues. But, yes, absolutely, editor at PetsGuideMagazine.com. The current editorial we have, which is a really nice piece on just ways to give back to um, animals. Uh, you know, they give us so much, so what can we do in return? And mm-hmm. it's a really great um, two-page editorial, which can also be found on our website at PetsGuideMagazine.com. But just things like, you know, what to donate to a shelter and not only um, articles of, you know, blankets and towels and things like that, but maybe your services, maybe your good at putting together a newsletter or, you know, maybe giving a go at fostering a dog. But we've got some really great suggestions of ways to help, even if you are, love dogs and just can't be a dog owner at this particular time. Mm-hmm. So, oh, that's I, what we always encourage people to do. Let's say they're living in an apartment and they've always had dogs and for some reason now they're in a situation where they can't, but they still want to have dogs in their life. They can go down to their local shelter or volunteer with their uh, local foster organization. There are so many foster organizations that need volunteers to take dogs out for walking and yeah, and indeed. maybe take drive them appointment, to some sure. Yeah, I mean, you can still have pets in your life even if you can't have them in your house. <laughs> you can. You can, absolutely. Now, I know that it comes out as a hard copy that you can pick up, uh, what, at pet stores? 
Right. We have about 600 locations throughout Orange County and Long Beach Metro. Okay. Um, and we deliver and restock there regularly. But you can also always go to our website at PetsGuideMagazine.com, and there you can look at a digital copy, which is really great because it has live links. And, you know, if you want to know more about the rescue, you just click on their website, and it takes you right to their page. Wow. Um, so that is a really nice way to view the magazine if, uh, you know, you can't get out to take a look. And, again, I certainly encourage readers to sign up for the scoop and, you know, that way some of that information comes to you. So if you forget to go to our website, you know, that um, some of that event information and good tips will just find their way to you. And I love that title, The Scoop. And the Scoop. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We had a couple other titles, but... And then also, so many open. pet owners have kids, so you can also go to kidsguidemagazine.com and... You know, there's just a wealth of information, especially at this time of year. I think it's spring break this week and summer mm-hmm. coming up. So, How long does it take you? I mean, it comes out twice a year, which means, which leads me to believe that this is a very time-intensive endeavor. How long does it actually take you from concept to distribution? Uh, it, it, we start working on it really like, four to five months ahead of publication. Wow. So we contact everybody that's in there and make sure their information is updated, and then we collect all kinds of press releases and anything, like you had mentioned, if anybody wanted to submit something, not only an editorial, but maybe they know of an organization that they want to make sure other pet owners know about. So we would love to have any referrals and you know, in any one of the 27 categories. But, you know, we like to uh, be able to include everyone that offers a service to pet owners. You mentioned that you have a website, and I understand very recently it went through a whole remodel, so to speak, and it's all brand new and exciting. Can you talk about that and also how listeners can take a look at everything and and view everything? Oh, great. Yeah, certainly. Um, Just about... Four months ago, we launched our new website, just always to make it a little user-friendly. And so when you go to the website, you'll have the opportunity to view our directory, and in that is, like I said, about 27 to 30 different headings, and all the information's in there. You can look at sections called boarding and daycare, or we've got clubs and social groups, dog sports and fitness. We've got... um, pet sitters and dog walkers, so just browsing through the directory is very easy um, and just very user-friendly with live links to everything. And I mean, even on the side of, you can uh, click on a section to have the poop, it's called poop removal. (laughs) (laughs) Everything from the necessary and emergency resources to um, the more luxurious services, and believe me, um, some of these places where we list or boarding offers such incredible services from pools and misters to flat screen TVs. You know, <laughs> very practical too. So it's not all on the um, up, upper end of the spectrum. But the website also has a section on coupons where you can. A number of people that are posting coupons are for anywhere from 10 to 20 percent off merchandise, or maybe a free day of boarding. So that's really helpful. You can look at past issues of the scoop on there. There is a great calendar that's usually posted quarterly, so you can kind of make a plan to do outings with your pets 
where you can engage with other pet owners. And we've just got some really fun things. You know, the Bulldog Beauty Contest is always up there and lots of fundraising walks so you can participate with your dog and really, you know, help out a wonderful rescue at the same time. Absolutely. You know, this sounds like a true labor of love for you. Are, is is this mostly you, or do you have a, a staff of a million people helping? Well, a million, <laughs> absolutely. We have a very small team of four people that do, oh, wow. um, and myself being one of the four, <laughs> that are amazingly dedicated and work very hard to uh, put this and Kids Guide together regularly, and it's quite amazing what four people and, you know, some of which are even part-time, too, when you set your mind to it. And then, of course, we have two dogs on duty all the time. No <laughs> wonder you haven't heard one of them barking uh, in the background. She's really sleeping. <laughs> so, yes, it's very much a labor of love and really began um, from my personal love of dogs. I've always had them and always will, and, you know, they contribute so much to just quality of your life, don't they? They sure do. And it's all at PetsGuide.com, right? Yeah, PetsGuideMagazine.com. PetsGuideMagazine.com. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, there's all ways to contact us, and we'd love to hear from your listeners. And if we can make this better for anyone who's listening, please let us know how. That's, that's our job. Excellent. Well, thanks so much for taking a little time with us. And we do need to take a very quick break now. But when we return... Tamara Pittman, the founder of Dachshund Rescue of Los Angeles, has some great pet rescue stories to share. So keep your radio tuned to KJAZZ 88.1 FM, and we'll be right back. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show, and joining us now is Tamara Pittman, the founder of Dachshund Rescue of Los Angeles. Good morning, Tamara. How are you? Good morning, Connie. I'm very well. I'm glad to hear that you pronounce Dachshund the way I do. So many people say Dachshund. <laughs> oh, wow. It's, it's, uh, uh, Dachs means um, badger in German. Oh, okay. And Hund, of course, means hound, badger hound. And so ah. um, Okay. If you pronounce it the German way, it's Dachshund. dachshund so, so these cute little dogs were made to go after badgers? They the were. The meanest, they, toughest animals on the planet? They, they are, and that's why they're so courageous and um, sometimes uh, crazily cra- courageous and brave. Oh, um, and but they're so cute and adorable. They are, but they are originally hunting dogs. Wow. Um, what's known as the standard dachshund would be the size that would go after the badgers because badgers were quite large, and the original dachshunds were up to 40 pounds, um, oh. more like the size of a, a small basset hound. Oh, wow. So how did they get so tiny? Well, they bred smaller ones to, to um, hunt in, in rabbit holes, and they called them Kaninchenhund, which is a, a rabbit hound. Oh. And uh, they were more popular as lap dogs and house dogs than the larger size. Okay. And do any of the larger size still exist, or are they gone now? They do. In fact, we had uh, one of the original 40-pounders in our rescue recently, Nancy, wow. who was adopted. Oh, my goodness. I don't think I've ever seen. I mean, I've seen some big, fat doxies, but mm-hmm. I don't think they were like the, they were meant to be that big. <laughs> right. Exactly. They get they do get heavy, but their frames have been bred to be smaller and smaller and longer and longer to their detriment, 
course. Oh. The, the length looks cute, but it's very bad for their backs. I have heard that you have to be real careful and, and not allow them to jump up on their hind legs because that could be very problematic, uh, specifically because of the, the potential for back injuries. Right. They've got those long cantilevered backs, and they look adorable when they're standing up and, and begging with their paws on mm-hmm. their back or with their... Um, but it's not good for their back. Uh, another way that um, people can protect their dachshund's back is by picking them up correctly under the bottom with one hand and under the chest with the other. Okay. Most back injuries are at the 13, 14 disc area, which is right where people pick them up, right under the middle of their stomach with one hand. Oh, okay. So that's a big no-no with dachshunds. And, and actually, honestly, with most animals, it's best to support them in the rear and, uh, you know, in front or right behind their front legs exactly. and, and give them lots of support. I mean, it's true for rabbits. It's true for cats. It's mm-hmm. true for dogs. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just common sense, really. I mean, how would you like to be grabbed underneath your stomach and picked up that way? True, true. <laughs> what kind of animals do you have, Marie? Oh, well, I have a beautiful Labradoodle who was a rescue and uh, and a very, very old uh, Pomeranian. He's oh. 14 now, oh. and he's blind, well, mostly blind and mostly deaf, and <laughs> but have you still heard happy. About, have you heard about the uh, halo, the pet halo for blind dogs? That, uh, I have. They were actually a guest on the show about oh. a year ago. It's a very, very awesome product. Mm-hmm. But it's really interesting. Animals, as they get older, even though they encounter all of these issues that for human beings seem to be devastating, mm-hmm. animals really go along and they're happy and they don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if mm-hmm. they know the house and you don't rearrange your furniture, mm-hmm. they're fine. It is remarkable. You're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. And he still has a very keen sense of smell, so he knows exactly mm-hmm. what I'm cooking. Mm-hmm. And he's right there, yep. ready ready to uh, have anything that I happen to drop accidentally on purpose. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's part of my criteria. You know, oftentimes we when we have senior pets, there's always this question of uh, how old is too old? Are they still enjoying their life? Mm-hmm. And I, I like many people, I'm, I'm a coward, and I want my dog to be with me as long as I possibly can. And mm-hmm. I do have an 18-year-old dachshund right now who's in perfect health, with great teeth, and um, doing really well because he had regular dentals all his life and, um, and uh, was, you know, had proper back care and was fed proper food. And if people feed excellent food, you get much, much uh, more life out of your dog. And if you get dental care, they don't get heart disease. Mm-hmm, absolutely. A, a lot of the problems that people encounter with um, kidneys are due to the food and liver as well. And um, a pH balance food um, and, and people who watch what kind of food their dogs are eating. Do you, do you cook for your dogs or do you have a special um, diet I, for them? I actually do cook for them, not all the time, mm-hmm. uh, but they do get lots of uh, fresh home-cooked food, and, and they're very happy about that. Oh, great. You never really know what's going into even the super high-end food that's yes. available in grocery stores, and there have been so many tragedies, even with the very expensive food and, mm-hmm. and treats lately. It's mm-hmm. it's scary because you just don't know what's in that food, and there really are no oversight agencies to make sure that what's in the package is healthy and and not toxic. That's true. I think Blue Buffalo, I believe, was um, cited recently by putting, for putting uh, animal byproduct, quote-unquote, in their food, and it wasn't listed on the ingredients. And they were considered a very highly regarded um, company. Yeah. Um, you have to research. You have to 
call up and say, are any of your products sourced in China? Are mm-hmm. you, uh, yeah, and you have to trust them. That's the problem. Yeah. We're going with um, small family-run businesses because we feel like um, there's more accountability. Um, but that's the problem with items made in China. You know, there's, you know, no there's, there's no accountability. There's yeah. no food and drug association, even for human food. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so you're right. I mean, just getting turkey and boiling it up with some brown rice and, and carrots and, or pumpkin or, and green vegetables with maybe a, a vitamin powder as backup nutrition mm-hmm. is at least you know what's in your food. You right, know, and right. it's no more expensive than, than most, most brands. Absolutely, and you could cook a few days' worth in a in a big crock pot, mm-hmm. and uh, it stores nicely for a couple, two, three days in the fridge, and you just warm it up a little, not too much. You want to make sure that you know you're not scalding your dog right. because they they really don't slow down when it when you put mm-hmm. the food bowl down, it's, it's gone, gone. <laughs> <laughs> inhaled. <laughs> They're not at all like my cats who you yeah. know, take forever to eat like, Nibble. two yeah. tablespoons. <laughs> Like that, like that too. Yeah, so you have to be very careful with temperature. Make sure it's it's nice and cool, just like you would for a baby. Exactly, you give a touch baby. it to your lips yeah, first. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. And and dogs really they seem to appreciate getting the home cooked food, mm-hmm. especially if they have their own little bowls and they all get to eat when the family gets to eat. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just lots of fun for them. It makes them truly feel like they're part of the pack, and mm-hmm. and that's what you want to do. That's true. They, and, they, and you're right about warming it. They like it warm. If you do it in the microwave, if you stir it up to get the cold spots and the hot mm-hmm. spots mixed, it works well. Um, for sick dogs, it's interesting because a lot of, you know, what cats and dogs will eat is kind of like junk food. Yeah. Uh, just like with us. Yeah, it tastes great because it's got lots of salt and sugar and fat on it, mm-hmm. you know. And um, th- there are companies that spray the kibble with, with a, a fat, salt, sugar um, solution really? to make it more palatable to oh, the dog wow. and cats. Um, but that's like eating junk food. Yeah. Uh, Mike, our producer, and I were just talking about food at the Orange County Fairgrounds. Oh, you were? Okay. <laughs> How it's uh, fried you yes. know, Twinkies mm-hmm. covered with fried butter, mm-hmm. covered with fried something else. and. That's kind of very much like what you're describing this pet food to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all kind of junky so that it tastes good and, and your exactly. dogs will eat it, and that's just not good. Hey, I want to get back to Rescue Docs yeah. Rescue. You've been doing this for a while. How did you get into it? And please tell me a couple of your absolute favorite rescue stories. Okay. Well, um, I was volunteering with other rescues and with the shelter, Um I actually started with kittens, and then I got typhus from a flea bite from a kitten, and I was in the hospital for weeks, nearly dead. And uh, when I got back, my husband said, maybe let's try a different kind of animal. (laughs) And uh, we we had dachshunds at the time. I'd actually started with um, Scottish Terriers, but Scottish Terriers are not overbred. They're kind of out of fashion, and they're not overbred, so they're not dozens of them dying in every single shelter the way there are with dachshunds. Dachshunds are too popular for their own good, and... People give up on them as soon as they hit 10, and they can live to be 22. I had one that was 22. Wow. And um, so we, there was a real strong need, um, and I um, had mentors. Uh, I, uh, uh, my favorite one is Dina Delgado from Southern California Dachshund Relief. She's, our, she's my go-to woman who I uh, ask every single question about um, dachshund care, too. And um, I guess... Um, my favorite story uh, so far is 
is a little guy. I I love the seniors. That's my particular favorite, and um, I I love it because it, it everybody who applies for my seniors are really special people. Mm-hmm. Um, when I when someone applies for my puppies, I have to go and check and see if they've taken good care of their last dogs. If they are, you know, how what they feed them, how they take care of them, I have to do a lot of research. Whenever somebody applies for one of my seniors, or especially my special needs dogs, I have nine. A paralyzed dog since no, since November that we've oh. treated and gotten back up on their feet and, oh, wow. and, and getting them in process of mm-hmm. five of them have been adopted out of the nine and oh, that's another one was just adopted yesterday. Um, so um, the people who apply for those kind of dogs are really special. And um, Banjo came to us from the Castaic Shelter and he was 17 years old mm-hmm. and a gigantic nose tumor. He had uh, kidney stones, sorry, bladder stones. Um, and he was blind, and he could hear, but not too well. Mm-hmm. And, and as you mentioned earlier, if you're in your own home as a blind and almost deaf dog, that's one thing. But when you're being moved around, you get very disoriented. Right. And a lot of dogs get snappy in that condition, and not Banjo. Banjo was a love from the beginning. He found other dogs, and he would just curl up to them in the shelter and, and love on them. Aww. And he was there for a while, and of course, there's not a lot of adopters there for a 17-year-old dachshund who's blind and almost deaf and has a gigantic nose tumor and bladder mm-hmm. stones. And so when we we came up to get him out, um, the the shelter staff were very excited because they were they already saw what a special dog he was. Yeah. Um, and we got him, of course, got his um, tumor taken care of. But we had to do it very delicately and under kind of a, a deep local anesthesia because senior dogs don't react well to, right. to anesthesia. But mm-hmm. um, he was so relieved to have that heavy thing off from his face because it was Aww. weighing him down, and it was like he was floating after that. You could see him smiling. <laughs> he, he actually, You know how dogs smile? And yeah. he, he was smiling. Aww. And um, he uh, he is doing really, really well. He was uh, 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 brought back to health by a wonderful foster named Eve Martinez and adopted by a lovely lady named Joan Johnson, and we still see him. We still He, he still cuddles with all the dogs in her home and wanders around wagging his tail. Wow. And, um, and he is an example of when people come to me and say, well, how do you decide whether to put a dog to sleep or not? Because mm-hmm. many rescues came and saw that dog and said, this is a train wreck dog, just put him to sleep. Mm-hmm. And he's the perfect example. Does the dog come up to you and is thrilled to see you when you get home? Mm-hmm. Does the dog wag his tail and enjoy being with other dogs or other animals? Does the dog um, come running, scampering up to you when it's food time, um, excited to eat his dinner? Um, is the dog, does the dog have pleasure in life? Does he enjoy sitting out in the sun and, and soaking up the rays? If the dog is scared, if the dog's got his tail tucked under his legs all the time, if he seems to be in pain, if he never smiles, if you haven't seen him enjoy himself or herself for a long time, that is a sign to go to your doctor, your vet, and ask what to do. Right. And and to take to take stock because oftentimes we keep our animals alive for our sake. Right. And not for their sake. Mm-hmm. And um, we need to do what's right for them. And if they're not enjoying themselves and they haven't for a long time, then we have to be brave and we have to do the right thing. But your little guy with the nose tumor. And he was, the, he was, he was ready to live, and, and he, he still is. He's doing great. Has um, he been adopted? He has been adopted. Woohoo! I'm very happy. He's been there for a year now. Yeah. And oh, that is great. We have another one named Perla who mm-hmm. was another fat little girl. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And she looked homely as hell. Uh, really, I mean, she had warts all over her body, and um, she was bald and had no no fur, uh-huh. and um, she looked sort of like a kind of a distressed piglet. Uh-huh. And um, as only a dachshund can, and she had just this look of misery in her eyes that just broke our hearts. And once again, other people looked at her and said, "This is this is not, you know, just put her to sleep." And we had a. a, a a foster who just said, no, I want that dog, Nikki Greenwater. And she, she took her, she got her warts taken off, she got her put on Cushing's medication, mm-hmm. she got her vetted up, her fur grew back, and she is a beautiful dog. Aww. She's now thinner. She's now living in Alaska because we, um, a, a, a wonderful woman uh, saw her picture, Kelly Knieper, and she saw her picture and she said, her eyes were calling out to me from Alaska, and wow. I knew that she was going to be my dog. I just knew that the moment I saw awesome. her, and she, she, I said, I kind of resisted, like, oh, what are you doing going to get that dog? We have plenty of dogs, but she, she um, sends us pictures all the time, and everyone agrees that she is just, she's just a stunningly beautiful and happy dog. That is so cool. Tamara, we're just about out of time. Let's okay. give out your website before we say goodbye. Thank you. It's Dachshund Rescue of Los Angeles, and Dachshund is spelled D-A-C-H-S-H-U-N-D. Thank you for having me. And thank you for being on the show. It's time to take our last break of the morning, but when we return, be ready for Pet Place news and events here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. <laughs> We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Maureen Hewlett, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. I mentioned at the start of the program that it is Pet Expo Weekend, and I am so excited. I'll be heading on over to the Orange County Fairgrounds shortly, and we'll be in booth 1143. So please stop by and say hello in between checking out all of the beautiful animals that will be there waiting for a home, maybe like yours. Pet Expo opens at 10 a.m. and closes at 7 p.m. tonight. It's the long day. Honestly, that's barely enough time to see everything. It is the world's largest pet and pet products exposition with fabulous pet-related entertainment, educational seminars, and shopping for toys and treats for your four-legged and furry or feathery or even scaly family members. They pretty much have everything under the sun at Pet Expo, and I always enjoy meeting the faithful Pet Place listeners who stop by the booth. For more information, visit www.petexpooc.org. And don't forget to check out our website at www.petplace.org to send us your comments or suggestions for the show. You can also find us on Facebook. We're listed under Pet Place Radio, and remember, that's all one word, no spaces. That's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend with more of the Pet Place here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewlett. Please spare new to your pets and have a wonderful day. Thank you.